0: be experiencing some anger and anger is a secondary emotion and usually it's fueled by an underlying primary emotion such as fear or loneliness or hurt and so I really like that self-awareness piece help you dig underneath that and see like well what is going on what are those feelings that are coming up because of feeling that you or thinking that you have to do it all Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule, and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey there, Supermoms. What you're listening to today has been recorded live inside my Facebook community, Moms Without Capes. Because of this, you may hear me talking to the moms who are tuning in live and leaving comments in real time, but know that the content is super valuable and meant to help you discover and fall in love with who you are underneath your Supermom cape. If you want to be part of my amazing community of moms who are getting comfortable with hanging up their capes, and be there at the live recordings of this podcast. Come find us on Facebook or check out the show notes for the link to join my group, Moms Without Capes. Hope to see you in the group. Ani here. So today we're going to be talking about the super mom syndrome. So my kids have off today. Um, This week has been super short, two days here in Montana while in Billings we ended up having like 12 inches of snow dumped on us it's been negative yesterday i was going to um driving the kids to school slipping and sliding all over and the gauge in the car said negative 16 and on the radio they were saying it was negative 42 with the wind chill so as you can imagine it's super cold on monday we actually got a snow day which is something that we don't get here in montana very often when i was um growing up in pennsylvania outside i was from outside of philadelphia Uh, let me exit out of facebook here on the computer so that we're not getting the noise but i remember like fond memories of um waking up and seeing snow outside back then we'd have to tune into the am radio let me know i'm dating myself here but let me know if you remember this or if this is something that you guys did as as kids and we'd have to tune into the am radio and we had numbers um each school had a different number and we would just wait for the announcement like sitting there like with our hot chocolate just waiting and um when they finally call our number you know we'd be on the phone with our friends I'd, i'd call my friends immediately like did you hear it did you hear our number and we'd have to i'd have to hear it like three times just to like Completely feel the excitement of having that snow day. Well when we moved to Montana my husband being from Montana They didn't really have snow days growing up. And so um, I Was like oh my kids don't I mean nowadays they don't I doubt that they listen to the AM radio to get the news now they probably you know with text messages and Facebook they probably schools when they close probably just send out the memo or whatever but um I got a text on Sunday night and we were driving back from Western Montana and the snow was flying. Like, I'm so glad my husband was driving because I'd be pulled over off of an exit, crying my eyes out, like sleeping in the car that night. <laughs> but he, you know, being, being used to it, he drove us home and the blizzard, like, I mean, it was coming down and semis were passing us and it was, you know, they white it whites out, just super, super scary. Um, you can't even see, you know, the front of your hood, our hood. But um, anyway, so I got a text saying that there was no school on Monday. So they had already had off Thursday and Friday. And so now this week they only had Tuesday and Wednesday of school, which um, was, was great for them, you know, and it was cool to, to have them home. And great for me because I didn't have to drive out the snow. You know, there's three days here that I it just scares the heck out of me. I'm just not a good driver as it is. And so I, I guess I just never learned how to drive in the snow. And yesterday I was going to the school and there's, I go the long way because when we're going, when I drive them straight to school, there's this huge long hill that goes down like from the airport that it's the fastest way to school. But during the snow, when there's ice on the ground, there's no way that I'm going to risk our lives to get down this hill. So I ended up, we have to go a long way. So it takes me like an hour to get to school and home from school every day um, when there's snow. So the fact that they have off from school, it really maybe miss our homeschooling days when we could just cuddle and sleep in and, and wake up and do our school work whenever. Um, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Super grateful that they have these days off and um, yeah. So today we will be talking about super mom syndrome. And as you know, I work with super moms. And a few weeks ago I asked my group, like how would you define a super mom? Because in my opinion, like it, my definition of a super mom is a mom who, you know, with a capital S, with the S on their chest, right? Like a mom who is super overwhelmed, overextended, let's start with there, super overextended, like volunteering everywhere, the first to like be the homeroom mom, um, driving their kids, chauffeuring around, cooking three square meals a day, like doing, All of the things, all the things that you may think are, like, will make you a good mom or a good wife or making sure everybody and everything is taken care of. And so that is how I define a super mom. And when I asked in the group, the definitions were pretty similar, right? So through my programs, what I do is I help moms, super moms get the break they desperately need, but refuse to take, right? I talk about hanging up your superwoman cape, and that can be really scary because we tend to, you know, have these unrealistic expectations in our mind, well, we have these expectations in our mind, you might not know that they're unrealistic yet, but we have these expectations about what makes a good mom. And then we fill our schedules, um, our kids' schedules, you know, micromanaging everything, having that really. Hold on one second. I see hey, say, Um, No, I'm doing a Facebook Live on it. Oh. <laughs> Wait, Mom, did you text me? Not yet. I will. I will. Along with having off from school, they also want sleepover. so she came in 630 this morning. Is it too early to text? Yes, it was too early to text. So anyway, um, we've got these expectations in our mind about what makes a good mom. And those expectations keep us busy. They keep us so busy. And we don't get, you know, for years, I I struggle, I still do every once in a while, struggle to be fully present with my family. Um, Do things for myself, like, not what I say for myself, like do things that are going to Um, Fill my cup or things that I enjoy for so long. I didn't even know what I enjoyed like I had completely lost myself and I have spoken with Moms, especially since I started this group a lot of super moms who are in the same boat the same boat that I was in You know the first 10 years of being a mom thinking that I had to control everything Thinking that the world was going to fall apart if I didn't do something or I didn't take care of certain things, right? Like I, it was stressful. It was exhausting. And I was riddled with guilt. I was, I had so much mom guilt. And, and, you know, I was I was a stay-at-home mom. And so as a stay-at-home mom, like it was my full-time job. To take care of everyone, and I took my job serious. Like it wasn't that I was like, I mean, I was pulled in a gazillion different directions, but I didn't have a job to go out to. But my whole life was consumed with children. Like I was homeschooling them. I had even like, I don't know. I I was trapped. I really was trapped. And what kept me trapped, um, was those those expectations. That when I started diving into them, I saw that they were not unreal, I mean that they were not realistic and they were not serving me, that, that that I could do life a different way and be myself. But first I had to find myself in order to be myself. So if you find that you've lost yourself since becoming a mom and maybe your kids are getting older and you realize that you've got a little bit more, like, hey, like It's time. It's like wherever you are in your motherhood journey, it is time to find yourself so that you can be yourself. But it takes work. It takes intention. I've talked about this many, many times. It takes intention. It takes that self-awareness to realize that things need to change, and change starts with you. For the first 10 years of being a mom, I told myself that I did not have the time to go out with friends or to learn a new hobby. I told myself that my focus now had to be on my children, and they were my responsibility and my responsibility alone. I would feel guilty if I did anything fun without my children and husband, and I'd feel resentful since my husband seemed to just come and go without any of the kids even noticing. I, on the other hand, would get bombarded by my kids if I said I was going for a walk alone, so I stopped trying. I stopped making dates with friends, and I stopped knowing who I was. I didn't know how to ask for help, and I felt weak and like I wasn't a good mom because I wanted it. I needed help, but I didn't know how to ask. I became a control freak, really, trying to control everything and everyone, because if things weren't in order, it reflected on me and my worthiness. I filled my plate. Boy, was I busy. I volunteered. I led groups. I got involved in everything. Looking back, I can see clearly that I was trying to prove my my worth. But really, it was exhausting, and it led me to feeling like a failure because I just couldn't keep up. I fed myself all kinds of lies. I don't have time. I don't need that walk. I can do this alone. I thought that the world was going to fall apart if I did something I enjoyed. And I told myself this for so long, I actually stopped knowing what it was that I even enjoyed. Sad, I know. But can you relate? I felt trapped by my own excuses. But it wasn't until I started recognizing them for what they were that I was able to finally break free from them. I created a guide to help other moms break free from the lies and to start taking care of themselves. It took me 10 years. It definitely doesn't have to take you that long. I'll put the link to this guide in the show notes so that you can grab your copy and be on your way to breaking free from the guilt and start rediscovering who you are under that mom hat. It takes that self-awareness to realize that things need to change and change starts with you. And so making sure that you are taking the steps to become your best version is going to ripple out and affect everyone around you. Your relationships, the people you love most. And take some of that stress off. In March, I'm doing a... um, a stress workshop, the Stress Less Supermom, finally came out with the name. And during this workshop, it's going to be a live class. And in it, you will learn specific strategies for reducing and managing your stress. Life is stressful lately, right? Like, can we all agree to that, especially in the past two years? With schools getting out, I mean, I, when <laughs> my kids were remote learning, I, I'm past this now, so that's why I can laugh. But during that time, it was so stressful. And I had homeschooled for years. I homeschooled for, we I mean, homeschooled our, our um, kids for like eight years on and off. For about four straight, like all four kids. Our young, our little babies hadn't. But um. I had homeschooled. And when the school shut, so since then they had gone back to school. Um, that's a whole different story. But they gone back to school a few years before the for 2020. And when we had to switch to remote learning, it was a whole different ball game than homeschooling. Um, homeschooling, you know, I had my own curriculum and we had our own schedule and our own kind of rhythm of how we did things. But with remote learning. I was so stressed out like it was ruining our relationships I remember calling the director of the school up and just crying my eyes out and being like I can't do this anymore I just can't like it was ruining our relationships the stress that came with remote learning like that was crushing. And so if you are experiencing stress, it may not be as as crushing as that, but if you feel the pressures of everyday life and you're struggling to stay afloat and to keep all those plates spinning, I want you to, I invite you to come to the class, come to the master class. Let's talk. Let's explore some, some coping strategies, strengthen the strategies that you already have, the coping, how you're coping currently, and you will learn how to better manage. The stress in your life. So, um, anyway, back to the super mom syndrome. That's what you came here for anyway. They keep going off on tangents. So the super mom is that mom who is so overextended, overwhelmed, exhausted, desperately needs a break, but refuses to take one and is trapped by expectations of what it takes to be a good mom. Um, they think that they have to do all of the many, like all of the responsibilities, they, they put the world on their shoulders, right? And they make it a mission to, I don't want to say save everyone, that's like, you know, the superwoman analogy, but they make it their responsibility to take care of everyone else. And they think that if they don't, they, it's out of fear, right? Like fearing that the world's going to fall apart. And... They, they feel guilty. They feel resentment. They feel um, a lot of self-criticism and self-blame because they've taken on that responsibility. They've also, you might experience some anger if, if you are a supermom and you are. This is resonating with you, and you're like, yeah, I, I have a full schedule, and I am, you know, thinking that I have to do everything and and be everywhere, and, and feel resentful and or. Re- the resentment and if that's resonating with you you might be experiencing some anger and anger is a secondary emotion and usually it's fueled by what's an underlying primary emotion such as fear or loneliness or hurt and so I really like that self-awareness piece help you dig underneath that and see like well what is going on what are those feelings that are coming up because of feeling that you, or thinking that you have to do it all. Um, I mentioned the self-expectations, the guilt, the self-expectations, the self-beliefs, the self-criticism, the self-judgment, all of that. those negative emotions that are coming up and maybe that's negative self-talk, the inner mean girl, sound familiar? That may be just loud in your brain, like that inner voice saying like, it's keeping you playing small. Guilt for not meeting those expectations because, again, they're, they're unrealistic. And so you really need to get awareness of what are you expecting? What, you know, we're faced with so many expectations from society and from the outside world. But what are you what are your expectations and what do you believe about yourself, about life, about the world, about being a mom, about being, you know, in all the roles that you find yourself in, you know, a daughter, neighbor, friend, you know, that's a lot of different expectations that you hold about yourself, these beliefs. When I say it's I mean like these beliefs that you hold. What are they? And are any of them not serving you anymore? Do you need to start challenging and shifting those beliefs? Another thing that you may be experiencing is depression, right? And Depression can come in many different forms. There's different symptoms of depression. And if you are, if you do suspect that you are going through a depression, I recommend, strongly recommend that you seek out professional like mental health help from a mental health professional, a counselor or um, psychologist. Well, psychologist more like testing, but like seek out guidance you need to be able to work through the symptoms of depression to get yourself back to your normal self, back to your old self. And so some of the symptoms include, you know, just that depressed mood, lack of motivation, um, excessive fatigue, difficulty making decisions or concentrating, lack of, did I already say, lack of motivation? a lack of interest in things that you used to be interested in, right? There's a whole realm of symptoms that stem from depression. And so if you suspect that you're experiencing a depression or people have noticed that you might be undergoing depression, definitely seek help. Um, but depression can be a sign that you are struggling with supermom syndrome. And I do want to point out that supermom syndrome isn't an official you know, disorder or disease, right? This is something that um, when I say syndrome, it is something that is common among super moms, right? We ha- we experience these side effects that come from thinking we have to do it all. And so it's not a disease or it's disorder. It's just a result of the unrealistic expectations and having too many priorities, thinking you have to do it all instead of looking, right? Part of that, When you become aware of who you are, you end up um, exploring like your values and what is a priority to you. One of the things we talk about a lot is, is making yourself a priority because you tend to put super moms, especially tend to put yourself on your back on the back burner. And so making sure that you are giving yourself what you need. But first you have to do that self-awareness and self-discovery to realize what is, what is it that you need? Because oftentimes you don't even stop to ask yourself that. And that's not even something that super moms struggle with, like just moms that are experiencing the super mom syndrome. That's a common characteristic among lots of moms is we don't ask ourselves what we need. And that's part of like just losing yourself when you become a mom. There's so many other things that take priority, take higher priority, that you tend to put yourself last. Well, my challenge to you is to get yourself up there on the to-do list. Get yourself up there on the list as important. Um, Other side effects. Other things that you might notice are extreme exhaustion. And one of the things I help super moms do is get the break you desperately need but refuse to take and this is because um we struggle we struggle to sit and rest and be live in the moment we suffer from mom brain right always being pulled in a million different directions and struggle with actually resting and sure you might scroll on your phone or you know every once in a while watch netflix or something like that but like Getting yourself into a pure state of relaxation is downright hard. It is almost impossible when you're starting out. <clears throat> Excuse me. When you start, um, like, just sitting down and relaxing, like, I remember, like, I would feel resentment, especially, like, if my husband was sitting there, like, watching television, I'd, like, be like, the vacuum, like, you know, and making an all loud noise, like, doing laundry, and, like, d- like, but, Who's saying that I need to do that, right? That Those are my expectations. Those are things in my mind, like saying like, oh, well, I, you know, it's my responsibility to take care of this whole house. But and really like learning that it is okay. It is absolutely okay for me to sit and be present and just give myself relaxation time. Like give myself like that space to just be that it is absolutely okay. But for a long time, I didn't. And just to to think about doing so, left me with feeling very guilty. Like, left me feeling like with some shame. And so, as we work together, like, you'll learn that it's okay. It's gonna be okay. The world's not gonna end. The world's not gonna fall apart. Like, you need that space to be able to know yourself and love yourself and be yourself um procrastination this stems from a lot from from perfectionism and perfectionism again comes from those the self-beliefs and the unrealistic expectations that you're holding about yourself and so the um procrastination of course is you know not doing what it is like projects or tasks right you put them off if they're not perfect then you you put them off and it might not be perfect but it might be like if it's not like that feeling of not being good enough and again that's a self-belief not being smart enough not being um quick enough not being oh my gosh there's so many i, I can never think under pressure <laughs> there are um there's, there's tendencies of perfectionism can keep you in that state of procrastination and then there's like physical physical symptoms that come from being in supermom syndrome or experiencing supermom syndrome, and this is weight gain, weight gain, um, difficulty maintaining a healthy weight, chronic fatigue, hair loss, muscle pain, headaches. These are all things that can come up from the stress of trying to meet those expectations. Anxiety is another huge one, and again, if you're suffering from anxiety, if you're excessive worry, um, always thinking of the worst case scenarios and the what ifs, there are tools and strategies that can help you, but you need to seek professional help in order to help to get through that, in order to process through the anxiety that you're feeling, the anxious thoughts. Um, But if you're experiencing any of those, get get help. I, I encourage you. Um so as as you've seen you know supermom syndrome can result in so many different negative symptoms and side effects that you really need to make some changes in your life if you're experiencing any of these side effects um just to recap excessive anger resentment guilt self criticism self blame depression and anxiety exhaustion procrastination difficulty maintaining your weight chronic fatigue hair loss, muscle pain, headaches, and a weakened immune system. All of these can result from supermom syndrome if you do not take action to counter them. If you don't take action to step back, to hang up your cape, to give yourself the time and the space that you deserve, you are worthy of that time and that space. If you don't put yourself back up on your to-do list towards the top and be intentional about making time for yourself, then all of these symptoms, all these side effects could just worsen with time. So it's so important. If, if you're listening to this video or podcast episode and you are struggling with any of these symptoms that I mentioned, take a look at what you're doing. Take a look at your expectations. What are you thinking? What are those beliefs that you're holding that are keeping you trapped in the supermom role, right? And ask yourself, is this something that is sustainable? Is this going to lead to burnout? Is this going to lead to any, you know, worsening symptoms that you've already been experiencing? And if, if you don't want to be there, I've got, I've got you. I've got your back. Right? And that's one of the hardest things about being a super mom is you struggle with help. With Not struggle with help. You struggle with asking for help. And so I am cordially inviting you reach out. Let's talk. I'm going to put in the comment section and in the show notes, I'm going to put a link for us to talk. Um, it could be about making more time for yourself. Um, we can talk about how you can start identifying and shifting the self-beliefs. Um, let's just, I just want to hear from you. I want to help you. I want to help you hang up your cape. So that's it. I created my entire business model on helping you super moms hang up your cape. So I invite you check out the link in the comment section. It's momswithoutcapes.com backslash love yourself or in the show notes. I, I repurpose this as a podcast. So in my moms Capes podcast, if you're listening to it on the podcast, Leave me a review. I only I see I only have like I think four reviews at the time of this recording. Leave me a review on Spotify. I see you can or Stitcher or iTunes or wherever you're listening to the podcast. And if you can leave a review, otherwise hop over to one of those platforms and leave me a five-star review. Yes, I did say five stars. <laughs> okay. So how do we do this? What changes can you make to get yourself out of the supermom syndrome. Number one is to prioritize your daily household and work activities, right? I talked about prioritizing, shifting those priorities, seeing instead of thinking that everything is important, start seeing if, you know, what do you value most? And seeing if those daily tasks, like looking at what you do during the day, if those are aligning with what you deem as most important. So making sure that your priorities and your values and what's important to you are all aligned. Number two, target higher, more meaningful and inspired action. Instead of saying, you know, having your to-do list and all the things that you think that you need to do during the day, ask yourself, how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel not only at the end of the day, but throughout the day? And what actions are going to get you there? Because remember, our thoughts and our feelings and our actions are all interconnected. And so you want to create actions that are going to promote and inspire feelings that are, that that feel good, right? Like that help, help you feel more, you know, you want to feel calm, you want to feel collected. Maybe you want to feel, um, accomplished at the end of the day. Well, what tasks are gonna help you do that? And maybe if you have too many tasks, maybe that needs to be adjusted so that you get that sense of accomplishment. But really making sure like that your thoughts, because your thoughts are feeding that, what thoughts do you need to have in order to do the actions and to feel the feelings? So really paying attention to that. Ask for help so that you um, help so, like, so that you can delegate you know, the lower priority activities maybe, or seeing if there's a way that you can tweak, you know, asking for help at home. You've got uh, some of you that I've talked to struggle because you don't have family nearby, but you you are, you know, whether it's your partner or your children, or build your own support system. And that might mean going out of your comfort zone. Nothing grows in a comfort zone. But maybe that means, you know, Joining a mom's group, like a local mom's group or seeing what kind of resources I know our YMCA here has a mom's night out or, you know, there's different, not, it's not a mom's night out. I think it's parents nights out. But um, seeing like what kind of resources are available in your community and even be, like more basic than that is to build your own resource or your own support system. And using what what you know, what you know, finding out what is available to you. But even if you did that, you still need to learn how to ask for help. You still have to get comfortable with asking for help. And so that's one of the things that I work with clients as well, is learning how to um, communicate and identifying what you need. Right. And then learning the skills of communicating, setting boundaries. Being assertive versus like the people pleaser passive communication, right? We work on that. And that's actually a skill that you'll learn. And then stopping the people pleasing. Live according to your expectations. People pleasing, you are trying to meet expectations of those around you. Reel it back in let's look at what what are your expectations and start living according to that and be aware of when you're engaging in the compare game or when you are working doing stuff that you might not necessarily need to do but it comes back to what are you believing so um again in the comments or in the show notes however you're you're viewing this or listening to this, be sure to schedule a call with me. I'm going to put some extra times on my calendar because I want to talk with you. I want to help you make some time for you. Get yourself back on your to-do list and help you get the break. You desperately need but refuse to take. Let's do this together. Supermom syndrome is not something that you need to be struggling with any longer. But it's up to you to take that step. So thank you for joining me so much today. If you have any questions about this, please reach out to me. If you're watching this on Facebook in my group or on my business page, go ahead and put it in the comments. Reach out to me through messenger, through email, ani at momswithoutcapes.com or come join my group. Come join my group. If you're not a member of my group yet, Moms Without Capes on Facebook. It's where I show up almost every day. And I'd love to see you in there. So take care, everyone. Have a great weekend. And I will see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes. So send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.